Coming up on this week's episode of Homology, we are going to level up and take a trip with the Queen of Soul. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Alright everybody, welcome to the show. I am John Glarowitz, also known as Johnny G, over at filmologyshow.com. And on this week's episode of the show, I am joined by Mike and Samantha. Hi. Hi. How are you both doing this week? Did we have a good week? Are we all, I'm assuming we're all staying safe if we're on this podcast. If we weren't, I'm not sure that we would be here. But uh, how's everyone doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. You're good, okay, and I'm <laughs> relatively good. I mean, as good as you can be right now with all the craziness and insanity in the world right now. But, anyway, if you want to go listen to past episodes of this show, read past written reviews all the way back to 2013, filmologyshow.com is where you want to go. On social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we are all Filmology Show. Make sure to like us. I mean, like, subscribe, all that jazz. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, so that's where most of well, that's where most people listen to us. Uh, we are once again still in the process of putting the show up on other avenues. So, but the majority of people listen to us on Apple Podcasts or over at the home location, filmologyshow.com. On this week's episode of the show, we are taking a look at the new Ryan Reynolds film, Free Guy. The Sundance Darling Coda, and the new uh, the new Aretha Franklin uh, biopic Respect. Top five is gonna be top five video game movies tying in with our review of Free Guy. Before we get going on the show, once again, we are doing this thing where we are talking about movies that are that have inspired us in the past week since we've recorded. I'll go first, so. Samantha can kind of come up with something, because apparently she forgot about that. It's not just movies, everybody. That's that's true. It's not just movies. (laughs) That's why I was looking at you like that. I was like, excuse me? That's true. Uh, Anything in the arts world that's inspired you, whether it's been a play that you've seen, whether it's been a song that you listened to that, you know, you really loved, anything like that. I mean, even a video game that you've played, even though I think video games aren't that spectacular, I do know that a lot of time and craft goes into most video games. So, I think those are worth talking about in the arts community. However, I'm sticking with a movie, uh, as I usually do. As I was just saying, I don't do that much, and, you know, theater really isn't open yet. As soon as it opens again, I will be going. But, the movie I want to talk about that I watched that terrified me, and I also loved at the same time, is it's a movie that came out earlier this year. It's called, called Little Fish. So, the whole concept of this movie is... You are, there's a virus going around that makes you lose your memory. And in general, anything that has to deal with pandemics or viruses right now to me is just, it's terrifying. I don't like to watch it. Like, I know when this whole thing was starting, a whole bunch of people wanted to go out and watch Contagion. And I still haven't brought myself up to watch that movie. But this movie, Little Fish, it just, it dealt with... Things that I enjoy a lot, like I enjoy the 
enjoy romantic, romantic, I don't want to say romance films, but I enjoy like those really like, I guess, independent romance films that deal with like the more intimate side of relationships versus the haha funny screwball comedy type things. I just, that's not my cup of tea, but like those more intimate sides, uh, you know, Blue Valentine, The Big Sick, Like Crazy, things like that are films that I really enjoy in uh, Little Fish is another film that I really enjoyed. It's really sad at times. And because, I mean, you're dealing with people who are together and they're losing their memories of being together. And it's just, it's sad. Um, and if you're thinking, hey, why don't they do the whole memento aspect of this? Well, there are aspects that talk about that. And for those of you who haven't seen memento, it's uh, just, you know, tattooing things on your yourself to, to help remember things. And that, that is brought up. There's characters in the, this film that talk about that and even do that. But it's a really good film. Really hard to watch. I don't want to spoil the ending too much uh, because it's... The, the ending for me is where it does get into the little sappy aspect of romance films. But all in all, it's really a film that I can highly recommend. So Little Fish is a film that has uh, highly impacted me this past week. Mike, we'll go over to you. Um, I watched The White Lotus, and I thought it was very interesting and a good satire of how rich people see the world at times and things like that. It's very good. And, that, Samantha, and, that, and that's on HBO, right? Sorry. No, that's, a, that's fine. That's a, yeah, yeah I, HBO. I have to watch it. It was just renewed for a second season or something. I, I haven't watched it. I've been told that's really good, so I need to need to do that. Anyway, I, yeah, great. Samantha, you're up. So I'm still reading the same book as last time, and I know last time I talked about a movie, but I've been reading the same book for a while. So I think in honor of my brother being here to visit, um, he really likes video games and we play them together. Our favorite one to play together is Breath of the Wild, which if you know that game, it has a lot of really cool sights to see, and it's all about, well, obviously you want to save Zelda and defeat the monster, but it's also a heavy focus on exploring different terrains and going outside and I just think it's kind of a nice a nice game to relax in and go exploring if you want to explore or fight some monsters. I don't know. Just in honor of my brother being here, I thought I'd mention it. It's all about going outside while being inside. Well, the outside is a scary place right now, Jonathan. Maybe I want to stay inside and go, you know, sailing and go horseback riding through the fields, all right? Leave me be. Look, I'm not judging you or anybody who likes that game. Obviously, a lot of people love that game. It's like, Mike, it's probably one of the best-selling Zelda games in a long time. But I personally, for me, I just can't get into those free-roaming games that much. I you mean, haven't tried. No, I haven't tried to play Breath of the Wild, <laughs> but I played Skyrim, and I was just like... Oh, I thought I'd call you out on that th one. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Skyrim and even, like, Animal Crossing, these things that are, like... You know, you like Animal Crossing. I like it to an extent, but I'll play okay. it for like ten minutes and then be done with it. That's true. Versus a lot of people who spend hours upon hours playing it. I just, mm -hmm. I don't need to do that. Animal Crossing, I'll do it. I'll go in, log in for the day, say, "Hey, I'm here. Go check out the cold in storage, see what's new. Maybe go catch a fish or two, and then move on with my life." I don't need to go dig up every fossil to go to everyone's island under the sun. I just don't need to do that. I don't have the time to do that. Congratulations to those who do. Sorry, I'm a bit cynical today. A little bit more than usual. 
Um, I'm drinking coffee as we're doing this, so maybe I'll perk up by our top five at the end. Or you'll just get sassy really, really fast. Correct. There could be a side effect to this coffee. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Otherwise, I think we are all set to go, though, with today's show. Our, all of our beginning part here is done. Does anybody have any housekeeping that they want to get off their chest? Anything? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, we mentioned last week's show that the website is being updated. It is still being updated. I mean, it will when... never not be <laughs> under construction. There's always going to be a part to be posted. Keep in mind, guys, this... I have been working on filmology since 2013, and we have gone through, I mean, the first iteration of the show was completely, it's completely different than the one we're doing now, and I really enjoyed that that iteration of the show, but things didn't work out for various reasons, so we completely pivoted to do the format that we're doing now, and we've done this format since, uh, I'd say, mid-2014, and... We have written reviews. We have a whole we've a whole back catalog of things over there, and we we're looking to I guess into the nitty gritty. We hit it. We we just hit a a spot where we had to actively update everything because we couldn't add any more pages with what we were with with our current setup. So we are reformatting everything redoing everything and it's gonna take it's 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 a it's going to take a bit before it's actively like what I want it to be. But I've seen the stuff that Samantha's been working on. She walked showed me some of the stuff earlier this week and I have I I'm really in love with it. Sadly most people aren't gonna see that because it's stuff that's backdated so long. Uh, but we are getting caught up to current day, so hopefully some people will go and take a look at that. Filmologyshow.com. Once again, written reviews all the way back to 2013. So if you want to know uh, thoughts that I had or previous uh, previous co-hosts of the show between Tyler, Mike, Megan, Nolan, any of them, they all have reviews over up at Filmologyshow.com. With all that being said, we are going to start off this week's show here is the trailer for Free Guy, and we'll see you on the other side to, to talk about that film. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me! Hey! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? Stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's gonna be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. A bank teller called Guy realizes he is a background character in an open-world video game called Free City that will soon go offline. That is the plot synopsis for the new Ryan Reynolds film Free Guy, directed by Sean Levy. I'll start off here really quick, just to kind of get my bias out, because I, I have the feeling I'm going to be the odd man out on this show, or at least for this review. I don't like Ryan Reynolds. 
I don't think he's fu that funny. I don't understand the appeal. What he was voted the world's sexiest man. I mean, that's not really what we talk about here at the show. That's not really what this is. But he it has been voted that. I believe he has. Samantha's looking at me like I'm crazy. Mike, I mean, you're you're the Ryan Reynolds person. Would you can you you back me up, or am I just completely putting words into the internet's mouth? Samantha's looking it up. What was he voted? I didn't quite catch that. I'm sorry. Was Ryan Reynolds ever voted the world's second? Yes, Ryan. He was first Canadian to be named sexiest man alive. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the appeal. Whatever, that's fine. I, I, I don't hold do you, it. Do you normally rate the sex, sexiness of men? Well, do I? I, I, I mean, we can, that might not. You might not have been a target for that. I don't know, but I can talk about like I. I know that The Rock has been voted for that. I understand the appeal of that. I know that James McAvoy should be uh, voted for that. I didn't understand the appeal of that. Hugh Jackman, I understand the appeal of that. Michael Fassbender, let's, most of the X-Men cast, I guess, besides Ryan Reynolds, I understand the appeal of. But we don't need to get into all that. Uh, the whole point is, though, I just don't think he's that funny. Most of his movies, I mean, Deadpool, the first one, I actively was against. I didn't like it. I don't care for the vulgar humor. That well, That's not true. I do like vulgar humor if it's played off well. Not just being vulgar for the sake of being vulgar, which I think that's Ryan Reynolds. I think that I think my issue with Ryan Reynolds is that he acts like a child and he thinks that's great. He thinks that charm is going to get him through his entire life. And apparently, if you talk to most of the world, it will. But for me who actively likes to have, you know, smart... I don't know why I say smart films, because I do like dumb, dumb films that are entertaining. But most of his films aren't entertaining to me. For Free Guy here, that, that I just basically said my review. It's not an entertaining film. I don't like Ryan Reynolds in the role. I... I didn't care for the whole... I mean, the, the, the concept was interesting for a short film, for a 15-minute short film. I think it would be pretty cool. But for a two-hour film, you were pushing it way too much. Taika Waititi... I, I, I usually love Taika Waititi. Didn't care for him at all in this film. I didn't like his humor. I didn't like his... I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to like the character. But the humor, didn't care for it at all. The, there's a moment where two music stings come in in the third act of this film. And I honestly, if I wasn't reviewing it for the show, for the website, I would have gone up and left. For the for the whole hour and 40 minutes of the film uh, previous to that, I was feeling, you know, just like, I'm not enjoying this, this isn't for me. And then those music things happened and I actively felt, I actively felt like my mind and my feelings of the, the references uh, that, that are being made I felt that Ryan Reynolds was actively assaulting them. Because Ryan Reynolds is never going to be good enough to be a part of those series that are being acknowledged. So he's like, no, I just want to do it. You're not good enough. You aren't even good enough to be in the same league. Step back. Like, I was actively angry and Samantha was, Samantha was with me. And I, I don't think she realizes how angry I actively was at that. But... I, I was. I was ready. I, if I had my way, I would have gone and burned the film. Because of how offensive that was to the people who actively make good films. 
That's my basic take here. I mean, we can get more. We kind of know what you're waiting is gonna be at the end of this segment. <laughs> uh, uh, good I, foreshadowing. I, no, yeah. I, I, no, actually, I no, I, I, I do have more to say on it, but let's let, let's open the floor for discussion. Who would like to go next? I, I'm I'm not here to be like attacking you guys. Go for ahead, Mike. <laughs> Sam, ladies first. I think ladies should go first. Yeah? Well, uh, this film did not make me angry, and I do like some of Ryan Reynolds' stuff. I do like Deadpool. I just kept thinking of the scene where he's like, where's Francis? I don't know. It amused me. So, yeah, not nearly as negative as Jonathan. I, I know this was one of the movies that was on my, what, top five most anticipated... I don't know. This was movie, it top ten or top five? This movie was supposed to come out last year. I don't even know at this point. It's, okay. It's anyway, I remember us making a list of like most anticipated films for this year, or last year, or something. Most anticipated films, and I know I put this one on there because I really like the idea of it that even the background characters have a whole life going on. Kind of reminded me the same idea that Racket Ralph talks about a little bit how. You know, when they're not on screen, they have their whole own thing going on, which I just think is kind of amusing. But I don't think they did it as well as Wreck-It well, Wreck Ralph did. Yeah, the movie drags on a little bit. I don't like any parts with the vloggers. <laughs> I thought that was just bad. Self-indulgent is the best word to describe that. <laughs> like, really quick, does anybody on this call believe that... The entire world, Times Square, would stop what they're doing to watch this video game? Are you kidding me? Realism thrown out the window. I would say there is... It did go viral, so I do think people would care. I don't know if they'd stop what they're video, doing there, though. A video goes viral. That doesn't mean I'm going to see it up on time, in Times Square on the Coca-Cola ad board okay you say that but there's there's tiktoks that have been taken and put on news shows like it's an actual fluff thing pe- no no you're talking about a fluff piece that it, the news sure, maybe needs, this oh, is a fluff piece that the news gets on and people are watching it that's I don't the difference know. between for me a difference between a fluff piece which is a tiktok crap versus actual Times Square that someone is paying money instead of putting an advertisement up that they're going to put up this video game that apparently has a whole bunch of problems in it anyway. Like, in the in this world, this video game, they know they all know it has problems, yet it's apparently the, the biggest game of all time. Look, are you kidding me? Like, the issue with things like this, like video games, they're very popular when they come out. Like, let's just say... For me, that, that Spider-Man game that came out on PS4. When it came out, it was the biggest thing. Everyone loved it. I was thinking it was one of the best-selling games of that year. But now, I think we're two years past that, and is anybody still really talking about like how much that game's great? No, because they moved on to the next thing. Nobody in I mean, the... WoW is over a decade old at this point, and they still have like 25 million monthly subscribers. I got that. Like no, I, I, I understand players. that, but it, but that doesn't mean that that is still going to be like the driving force of conversation. I mean, they established that as a huge game in the universe, though, like in the story. 
Like, maybe not in our world, but in the world of the movie. It's kind of like the Truman Show, where everyone just stops and is super obsessed with the Truman Show. But the issue with the Truman Show is that is actively someone's real life. There is a fascination with that. That's commenting on reality TV, which in the 1990s was, like, the world's biggest thing. I don't... I don't see a world, and I think this is also my biggest issue with Ready Player One, I don't see a world in which a video game, um, in Ready Player One at least, they're talking about a utopia that has just, it's, it's gone, it's, it's just, you're living in, a you're living in a dumpster, basically, so you need that video game to escape that world. This world doesn't set up anything like that. This world just sets up a whole bunch of people who have first world problems. And you know what? I, I, yes, I obviously have a lot of first world problems. But I don't... I like to see different stories told on the silver screen. I don't need to have all these... Forgive me. All these white people complaining about a video game. Like, come on! I, 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 maybe I'm just in the wrong market at this point, point, but... Maybe it's Mike's turn to say his thoughts. I, I'm worried. I'm scared. I don't know. I'll hold him back. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate this. Samantha. You got my back. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. Some of the writing was kind of bad. And for some reason, some of that characters suddenly knew things they shouldn't have known, I noticed. And like I think Samantha said, the this, this streamers popping up was kind of odd and kind of took you out of it I could have done without that but overall I enjoyed it it was fun yeah I don't know what Jonathan was talking about were the sound the music I forgot what you called them the music stings is that what you said yeah, you're talking about the two I'm not sure what you're talking about there. I, I, I can't talk about it without spoiling it and where he's using the different weapons to fight that one person towards the end oh. I think is what he's talking no, about. No, I enjoyed that. I thought that, that was great. No, that was that no, was that was offensive. Well, instead of and I'd like to point out that Ryan Reynolds is going to be joining those at least one of those franchises. So he's being shoehorned <laughs> in. He is being shoehorned in. There is a difference between opening your arms actively saying, "Here, please come here," versus, "Hey, um, yeah, we're gonna take a crowbar <laughs> and just nudge you in there." There's a big difference. I, I disagree, but that's not what this is about. Anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie overall. I, I don't know. It was fun, silly action movie. And besides some writing problems, which I kind of expected. I didn't think it was going to be great. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Two, two other points I want to bring out here. Really, really <laughs> it's quick. like, is it time for ratings? It's not or? time for ratings. It's not time for ratings. I, I, I still have a lot more I can do with this show for a free guy. I'm going to try to be a little nicer and not say things were offensive because that's that's... I've already said that. You took it very personal. I did take it per very personal because... I look, feel like Mike and I did it. I was never... I think that's one of the... Yeah, I was never offended at any point. Yeah, I was never offended. <laughs> I don't think there was anything to be offended about. I, no, that's not true. If you do not like... <laughs> the issue is that I... I think the problem is that your hatred for Ryan Reynolds is blinding you. <laughs> my distaste for Ryan... like overriding everything else. I, I don't I don't agree with that for one reason here. Let's just look up some of other Ryan Reynolds movies really quick. So he was in uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which spoiler alert we'll be talking about later. I said that he actually also was terribly mis. I don't want to say he's terribly miscast in that role. I think that no, I, I, that's not true. I I did say in my review he's terribly miscast. <laughs> he's miscast because he's doing his normal Ryan Reynolds thing of mm -hmm. poking fun at it. 
And for something like the first Pokemon movie, the first live-action Pokemon movie, and he's poking fun at it? That's something you do when you hit the third one, or the second one. You were setting up a universe, and you're saying, oh, this is so stupid, why am I even here? I'm like, I don't know, Ryan, why are you there? Because you got a paycheck? God, anyway. Um, rolling over his, his roles here. Um, Deadpool 2, I ac actually like. I gave it a positive review. I said see it. I did like that. And I think the whole reason for, for that is because Ryan Reynolds works when he has people to play off of. When it's completely the Ryan Reynolds show, which is what that first Deadpool is, it's too much. It's way too... He doesn't know how to tone himself down. And that's my biggest issue with him, I think. Is he doesn't know where the, 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 the end is. He's going to keep on pushing the end until he runs off a cliff. And he's going to look like, like Wally Coyote looking down. And that, that's like... And he's just going to... Fall into a cliff. Any, I fall into the uh, ravine. Okay, anyway. let's not talk about him dying. What's your? Other I'm, not, point? I'm not talking about him, him dying. You told I, falling no, off a cliff. No, but the, 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 I'm saying though, though, like he's go, like he's going like a Looney Tunes character. He doesn't know where the end is, so he's gonna keep on pushing it until he's already well past it. He's gonna look down and look up, and he's gonna fall. I'm not saying that's what I actively want him to do. I'm just saying he's a live action, animated character who doesn't understand what reality is. Now, this movie, one of, the, one of the writers of this movie was Zach Penn. Who, I, it's been a while, I think, since Zach Penn wrote a big blockbuster film. But he did write Ready Player One. Did anybody else get a lot of Ready Player One vibes from this film? Really? No. Samantha's shaking her head. No, I didn't. I, I'm talking about like, the big bad guy. Like, their plots are basically the same. Maybe I just need to watch it again? I mean, I'll never watch Ready Player One again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I remember honest, the I racing and some of the other stuff, but... Uh... I don't know. It was a lot like every other We Need to Save the World movie. I don't know if it's just Ready Player One. I mean, I guess I'm looking at Ready Player One because A, it's written by the same person. B, it's involving this video game world. I, I just... It felt like a lot of things were just copied and pasted, in my opinion, for things that were happening in the actual video game reality. Things outside of it were a little bit different, but everything inside was kind of the same. My other thing, and, and Samantha, you, you, this is more for you, and I know that a lot of people aren't going to understand this. I put this in my review that I'm in the minority on this. Taika Waititi reminded me a lot of a character from the DuckTales reboot. Woo. Mark Beeks. Do you remember Mark Beeks in that show? Yeah. I feel like they're one and the same. And I'm not sure if that's just saying that every tech person out there talks in that lingo like Taika was. And it, it yeah. made my skin crawl. And he's so, he's so focused on just how many followers he has. What's the next big TikTok to come out? And I'm like, man... It really felt like they just picked up that character and put him in that mo in this movie, so I couldn't get past that. But I wasn't sure if it's just because that's what every that that's the stereotypical tech person, which I personally is somebody who works a lot once again on the whole site aspect of this. And obviously, we're not a big site at all. We get like you know a couple thousand people looking at our site a week. That's not that's nothing. I don't know. I'm just. I can tell a lot of people want to grab their pitchforks to come after me 
So, uh, filmologyshow at gmail.com. If you guys want to <laughs> tell me how I'm wrong, you're free to do it. I, I'm just going to disagree with you. I, I don't like Ryan Reynolds, and I, as I pretty much stated throughout this 20 minutes here we've been talking about Free Guy, and I'm, I don't know what else to say other than I, I just found this to be a soulless piece of blockbuster filmmaking that I, I, I don't need in my life. So, um, my rating, actually, it's not a let it burn. It really? is, it's not. I did wow. feel, I, I think that somebody who I, I haven't mentioned at all, um, uh, Jodie Comer, I've never seen Killing Eve. Apparently she's like a big part of that show. I've never seen it. I now need to see it. I thought she was really good. I mean, she's the, the, the main, the main and basically only female in this entire movie, <laughs> So that's, uh, that also might be a different problem there, but she was good. She was, she was really good as uh, both the, the video game character and the not video game character, um, the real life character. Liked her a lot. Thought that the, actually, the whole, I mean, she, she's the reason why it's not a, a let it burn. And I enjoyed the, the human sides of this thing, like I was just talking before about how Little Fish got sappy there, and there's there's a ton of sap here in uh, Free Guy, but I know people who code, and they would actively put in people who they admire or who they like and make them characters in a game. I think that's that's on one side it's kind of creepy, on one side it's kind of sweet. It depends on where you want to land, but I know that's realistic. I thought it was sweet, so if you want to code me into anything, just uh, let me know. No, I'm just saying it. I, <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying. The website's just going to have Sam in the background. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so I, I enjoyed those elements of it, and I think I also enjoyed them because, you know, Ryan Reynolds wasn't there. So um, definitely helpful there. So it, all the human elements I actually enjoyed. I don't think that the video game elements took things far enough. I think these are things that we've seen before in films like, I mean, you mentioned Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Ready Player One, nothing new here. Um, and Ryan Reynolds, for me, like I said, towards the end, he just became offensive. So, it's a skip it. I'm glad you're letting them live. My rating is if you like video games... No, you cannot put a caveat on this. Yeah, I am. <laughs> if you like video games or if you absolutely love Ryan Reynolds and just anything he does, then I would maybe check this out. So I give it a rent it. I also say rent it. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the greatest movie ever, um, but it was enjoyable. It was a good way to spend two hours. I cannot believe that you guys, like... <laughs> I... I really thought that you guys would come out and say, yes, let's go see this movie. No. So, I'm, I, I guess I'm <laughs> happy that we're not all endorsing this film. I feel like I ranked it's a pretty good rating. I mean, it's not the greatest thing I've ever, but yeah. you should still see it if you have time. I know, but I just... I, I Like, re- I could see if, let's say, you have some younger kids at home who really like video games and you want to just throw something on for them. I feel like this one would be okay. I mean, eventually, eventually. I'm not saying like four year old. I'm saying like eight. You know, let let me put like I feel like that wouldn't be bad. And let me put it that way: (laughs) if I saw this when I was, let's say, ten years old, Mm -hmm. would I enjoy this film more? I I would say yes. Um, See, well, because like in my mind, looking back to I wasn't ten; I was like I think thirteen when X Men Origins Wolverine came out. 
And Ryan Reynolds is in that movie for like, what, 10 minutes? I think he's in that movie for 10 minutes. I enjoyed him in that movie for 10 minutes. Because of everything I said. He's a supporting character. He's He has an end goal of, like, this is how much screen time you have. You don't get any more. Use it. Enjoyed it. If this movie could be toned down with him, if it could have a little more, a little less of the whole streamers added in, I, I, they going back to them every 10 minutes. It, it felt like every 10 minutes. It's probably not. It's more like every half hour. But it, it just felt old. Are those actual streamers? I, I, I'm not into the whole Twitch community type I thing. I think they were just actors. You think they were actors? You don't think they were actors? I don't, no, I don't think they, they were. were actual people. You think? Yeah, see, I think they, they were, were actual I th- streamers. Really? I think they, I think they would be actual streamers because I mean, a they or have. Maybe a, I just don't know enough. I, I don't know anything about the Twitch My fan goodness. base, and I don't need to. But I feel like that would do a lot of things. If you have an actual streamer, a they're going to tell everybody to go see the movie. Yep. Or pirate the movie at that point. Who knows? Um, They'll watch it with them on Twitch, maybe. What? <laughs> Why would streamers get them to pirate it any more than anything else? <laughs> I'm being stereotypical here, just because I know a lot. I, uh, yo ho, yo ho, pirates like for me. Anyway, I'm not telling people. I'm not telling people to go out and pirate this movie. Um, rent know, it, guys. Rent it, or, not pirate it. Or That's in, not a rating on this show. Or, or <laughs> we do not endorse pirating. Or in my case, it would be a skip it. Anyway, we are gonna play the. Uh, the uh, trailer here for Respect and we'll see you on the other side to talk about Respect. How is Aretha doing? Aretha's doing alright. Just alright. Singing is sacred and you shouldn't do it just because somebody wants you to. What's most important is that you are treated with dignity and respect. You're special, Ray. You have a talent they call genius. You Think about trying to do to me. How old is she? She's 10, but her voice is going on 30, honey. How many albums have you had? Four. And no hits. I need you to focus and avoid frivolous distractions. Honey, find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. I need a change. I want to sing what I want to sing. You really like it? We love it. It's really good. I got a single by this new chick named Aretha Franklin. The rise of Aretha Franklin's career, from a child singing in her father's church choir to her international stardom. That is the plot synopsis for Respect, starring Jennifer Hudson, directed by Lizel Tommy. I believe it's Lizel Tommy. I do apologize if I got that name wrong. Uh, Mike did not see this movie, so it's just going to be Samantha and I here talking about this yes. film. Mike. What? It's, You're supposed I really to watch hate it. some amazing. actor in it, and I just can't because the actor is terrible, and the actor is not in anything I enjoy. Wait, 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 time out, so time out. Are you saying that Jennifer Hudson 
Am I making fun of you? Yes, that's what I'm Wait. saying. <laughs> no, do you like Jenna Hudson? I... Who's the actor slash actress you don't like? I think you said there isn't one. I was just pretending to be. He's pretending to be me. Oh, I was like horrified. I was like, Mike, how could you do this? No, because I I thought he was honestly saying he doesn't like Jennifer Hudson, and let's just no, he's making fun. No, he's making fun of me because thank goodness someone needs to. Yeah, look, even. I like how he just accepted that. <laughs> Even though I don't like people like Ryan Reynolds and Vin Diesel, I will still go out to see their films. Otherwise, I don't have any right to complain if I haven't actively watched the content that they're making. Anyway, um, internet. That's your biggest pet peeve of That is my biggest pet That is my biggest pet peeve. ratings and reviews of people who haven't seen stuff. Yeah. Uh, people who just go and review bomb things or attempt to... to Whatever, we're not gonna get into it because I'll get it on a half hour rant and something I don't just even... know it's a pet peeve, guys. Yeah. So don't do it, don't do it. Um, it's bad uh, for a lot of things. Um, anyway, uh, Jennifer Hudson is the best part of this film. I mean, when Dream Girls came out in 2007, she proved that she was the best part of that film as well. She might be the best part of Cats. I is there a best part of Cats? <laughs> That's my problem. I don't know. We all know the Railroad Cat is the best. I think that there's things to like ironically in that film, and the Railway Cat is one of them. Jellico Cats. But, I mean, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Hudson singing Memory, I mean, it's she, she kills the song. Mm-hmm. I think that we can at least acknowledge that she does a good job with that. She has that. a great voice. She has a great voice, and her acting chops are pretty good. So I think that she's the best part of this film, but the film's two and a half hours long. Ooh. Mike, I remember you talking about how you, In the Heights didn't need to be two and a half hours. This is this is definitely a film that doesn't need to be two and a half hours. I, I That's not me saying that... Uh, that's not me saying that Aretha Franklin didn't live a long life, a long eventful life, and at times a very tragic life. But there are ways to streamline that just to a... Uh, general audience that makes them more on board with the story being told i was never on board with the story i mean this is what does that mean well like i i walked into the theater ready to see it like mm-hmm. excited to see it i mean relatively i was excited I, I, singing i like music we, and i think that we both like music that uh, aretha, aretha franklin did mm-hmm. i think that we both do um yeah i knew a lot of the songs in the movie so i think we were on board for that but just the, the way that it's the way that it's directed and edited for me it just kind of lost me it loses its steam every time it's building it up it just loses it because there you know this might be true when I, I I don't obviously I didn't know Aretha Franklin and I've obviously I don't know anybody who does but the whole point of she's just burying her burying her uh, past trauma and I obviously I think that's something that a lot of people do we just bury it but the way that it just relatively it comes back to her, it it just seems disjointed. It never seems to be part of the actual scene that it's in. It just seems like, oh yeah, and now this happened. And it feels very Lifetime movie to me. And the reason why I'm upset about that is because the actress uh, here, Jennifer Hudson, is so much better than that. She deserved a better script. And she just... She's doing a great job for a movie that doesn't deserve it. There's the moment in the film, Samantha, where she's having her quote-unquote downfall. 
it's honestly, I think, five to ten minutes of the film. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a long down fall. It felt like, felt a, like a, a trip. It felt like it completely came out of left field. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm doing fine. Swerve. It, like Obviously, like in other films, let's say Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody, you I mean you see hints that downfall, like the, the you know the the, the stereotypical movie star, dr- uh, movie star, uh, music star, whatever, drugs, alcohol, things like that. It just makes me really worried about our current singers. Like, are they okay? Does this happen to everybody? This probably happens to everybody. Everybody who ever sings for, who's famous and sings and has hits. Like, are they okay? Do we need to go check on them? Because my goodness. Point being, though, for this film... He's like, moving on. Look, if you choose to be in the public light, that is a choice that you are actively making. Things, especially now in 2021, you actively know that you are going to be followed. Like, your every tweet, your every sentence, it's going to be scrutinized. You know that going into that. So right now, like, I, I obviously think that they deserve a private life. But there are ways to get to that, and if they choose not to get off the internet, if they choose not to go to all these parties, they're making active choices. Do you really think that in the movie, during her downfall, she was choosing not to do things? You, you, you were, you were, like, I'm what's confused you, like, 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 like I said, I'm talking about here in 2020. There is a bug. He's flying from my face. Like I said, I'm talking about here in 2021. I'm not talking about back in 1968. Okay. About Mrs. Franklin. I'm not talking. No, I, I I do think that in the, the film mentions it. I'm not trying to say she's a bad person or anything like that for having a downfall. I'm I'm talking about the film itself. The film itself doesn't portray that downfall. I'm going to say enough. It doesn't make me believe it. It makes it's making it seem like it's a complete afterthought. Versus the whole reason why she does the Amazing Grace concert and album at the end is because of that downfall mm-hmm. but i don't believe that I, they're telling it to me because they have to but it feels like one of those biographies that doesn't want to get into the nitty-gritty of who this person actively was and for, for better or for worse there are some people who don't want to look at the the negative sides to people and I, once again, she had a lot of trauma and, and tragedies. I'm not taking any of that away from her or saying that she's a lesser person for it. But I'm talking about the film. As a film, it's just a, a tonal mess to me. I think that the director is over-directing. Every, there's, there's hardly ever a scene that lets you just... Stand still and look at the actor or actress giving a performance. The camera is always moving. And I'm like, you think I don't have an attention span for two minutes to watch a performer give an actor or to watch a performance being given? I don't need to be constantly moving. I don't want Michael Bay to come in and direct this film. And it feels like Michael Bay came in and directed this film. I My rating for this isn't a let it burn. But my rating for this director is... Go back to learn how to direct. And this director has done great things. Like, uh, she helped direct the direct episodes of the Jessica Jones show, which I love. Maybe she just works a lot better in television than she does on the silver screen in an actual theater. There are differences in how you direct, and she doesn't understand that yet. Maybe 
she does, and she was just pushed to do this by the producers of the film. I don't know, can't speak to that, but I'm just speaking to the product that was given. Samantha, your thoughts here on respect. So, I agree with you that they didn't give enough time to her singing because that's really my favorite part of the movie. Wait, t- time out, time out, time out. I- I'm not saying they didn't give enough time to her singing. I thought they- for like just sitting there and watching her sing, you no. know, instead of like pan over here. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just oh, okay. I- I'm I'm saying with like any bit of dialogue given, like an actual performance from the actor or actress, and oh, any bit yeah. of talking. And, okay. Like you, the, the you couldn't stand still. It's always panning, or it's the it's dallying, dallying around, or it's just like the camera's zooming around them, like going okay. in a circle. I'm like, what are you trying to do here? You're not Martin Scorsese. Stop acting like you're in like this artistic mode and just tell a good, no, not not tell, just demonstrate that these actors in this film are good because they are but you are distracting to the point where i'm thinking that they're giving a bad performance i think the coffee made you angrier so anyway i really really like um her singing voice and i could have honestly just sat there listening to her sing for most of the time and been happy it she does have a lot of sad aspects and it was almost frustrating to watch sometimes because you're like be independent you don't need that. Let's go, wanna, girl power, you please. Re- you want to reach out to help her, which I think that's something that the film's showing really well. I yeah. Mean, maybe if you're just a, a sadist who's watching this, you're not going to want to do that. But, you know, a, a decent human being is going to watch this film and just feel their heart break. Uh, because... My heart didn't break. It got me really frustrated. Oh, there's... there's, there's... <laughs> it wasn't breaking. It was set on fire instead. Okay, well, okay. So. It, it, different it was a reaction, though. Yeah, so that was kind of frustrating to have to sit there and watch things not go well all the time. And, you know, knowing that that you would want to do something else for her life, you know? Be like, don't trust that person, you know? I'm trying to not give any spoilers away by saying anything, but it's just, oh, no, no, well, it's just hard to watch and not want to, like, go up and be like, you can totally do this yourself. I know you're strong, you know? There's an issue. I know you're strong enough. There's aspects of the film that I, because it's told from her point of view, yeah. and I'm not saying that she's untrustworthy in reader, that's not what I'm saying, I'm just saying because it's a biography about her life, everybody in the film is going to do their best to make her see in the best light. I'm not saying that, because a lot of the characters throughout this entire film show up at the end. And I actively want to know if they were there at the end, or if this is just a, hey, we're trying to tie this up in a neat bow. Right. Or if she it, never reconnected it, with some of those people. It didn't feel that that part. Really, that's another part that felt really lifetime movie to me. Yeah. It's like, hey, the entire cast is coming back for a curtain call here at the end, and I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Because when you all left, like where I last saw all of you, you weren't on the best terms. terms. You, yeah, you weren't even speaking to each yeah. other. And now we're all here. I'm like. And she's been really friendly with them, and I'm like, this... You're like, I miss the makeup scene, um... <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah, you're missing, like, I don't, obviously, yeah. I don't... But you wouldn't want a longer movie, either. Uh, no, I, I don't want a longer movie. You it, did state that specifically. Is, the movie is too long, but by, uh, by a long shot, like, you feel the two and a half hour length. I want to say that I really like the credits as well, because they show some actual footage of her singing, I mean, and it, I actually really appreciated 
the comparison, basically. It, it does. I did like that it, part. That, that's the normal biography thing. That's what they do. I think they did that at Rocketman, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean... I'm just saying I like it. I'm allowed to say that. You are allowed to say You're allowed to say whatever <laughs> you like. Thank you very much. It, 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 it felt... I walked in expecting to see a film that would be a front runner for Best Picture at the Oscars. And this is definitely not that. I mean, <laughs> What with the politics of the Oscars, maybe it is. But it, it this is definitely not the best film of the year. It's not even close. I'm willing to argue for the next movie we're going to talk about for best film of the year. I think that's fine, but that's not what <laughs> order we're at. Um, I'm just saying, I wasn't expecting this one to top that. Did anybody here watch the uh, season three of a show called Genius on National Geographic? No. Okay. Uh, it's dealing with Aretha Franklin. And I do want to watch it. I just thought I would mention that this show does exist. And Cynthia Arrival, Cynthia who, Samantha, uh, Mike, I can't speak to you because I don't know if you've seen the film, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, she plays the singer in that film. Hmm. So I think that a... I'm pretty sure that that film, that, excuse me, that film, that show was taking a very specific look at her life, like, time period of her life, which mm-hmm. we could get into the, if this movie does or not. I, it's trying to have its cake and eat it, too, trying to show the rise, but I, I never felt the sense of time in this film. I think that's another aspect. I mean, they're showing me dates, but I never felt like actual time was moving. It was like, oh, okay, we're at the same situation we were three years ago, and I, I get... I don't know. I it, it just it never felt that engaging to me that this film. Anytime I got to hear a song, I was like, yeah, okay, this is great because I like the music. But you know, I like the music of Queen too. But that doesn't mean I like the Bohemian Rhapsody film. The only saving grace for me that this film respect has is Jennifer Hudson. And other than that, I, I mean, for my rating, that's a rent it. My rating's a rent it for your respect because that performance is so great. But the film itself isn't. I mean. A film that also comes to mind now as I'm talking, uh, the Judy film, uh, Judy the Judy Garland film. Yeah, it's another film that's kind of a mess, but the performance from Renee Zellweger is so good. I mean, I think that performance is actually better than Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Hudson here, but that that's a very different performance. That is a very, I'm um, Judy Garland was completely messed up by a lot of things, and that film is just that that's that whole movie is about the downfall, and it's it's very tragic. That makes you help root for that character more. I needed those elements here to help me root for Aretha Franklin more. Until, like, the end of the film when it gets to that, the, 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 the concert at the end. Uh, I, I, I just felt myself dragging to that finish line versus sprinting towards it. So, method you're rating for respect. You're gonna judge me. I'm gonna say see it. Mostly so that you can hear the music... With the big speakers. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not judging you, but... Unless you want to turn it up really, really loud at home, I guess. But what's the... <laughs> I, I'm not judging you. I'm just... I'm looking at... Would I tell somebody to spend two and a half hours, three hours here... Of yes. The, the, of Look the, at me. Yes. Uh, three hours <laughs> of their life with trailers, your drive, all that included, versus just listening to... Jennifer Hudson does a great job singing. I'm not. I'm not saying she doesn't. If there was but a movie of her concert in theater, a, in theater there currently, was, it, it, it came it, out currently. I would say go see that instead. But here is where we're at. So go see it for the music. 
If you agree or disagree with any of our <laughs> takes on respect, I uh, agree with Samantha's take. I disagree with her rating. But uh, if you would like to give your comments or concerns to us, uh, show at gmail.com. We're going to take another break here, and we're going to talk about the Sundance darling from this past year, Coda. So here is the trailer for Coda. Sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. You're the girl with the deaf family? Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Something's got a hold on me here. What are you doing next year? Working with my family. Let me tell you now. I've been coaching for Berklee College of Music. I can help you get a scholarship. As a coda, child of deaf adults, Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and her fear of abandoning her parents. That is a plot synopsis for the film Coda, directed by Cyan Heder. I butchered that name, I apologize. And it stars Amelia Jones. Uh, this film came out earlier this year at the Sundance Film Festival. Smith and I attended the virtual festival, so we saw the film there. Smith actually saw the film twice at that festival, and I, I only saw it once. But I believe... I believe you rated it your favorite film of the Sundance Film Festival? Yeah. Yeah, and for me, it was my second favorite film of the festival. Uh, what was your... Mass was my first, uh, mm. number one. I don't think I saw that. You did one, not did see I? it. So, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, e- either way, uh, we both really enjoyed the film. Uh, my review of the film is over at, once again, filmologyshow.com. If you want to go get like an instant take of where I was uh, back in February, I believe. It's been a while since this film came out. Mm-hmm. Uh but my views on the film really haven't changed that much. Overall, I think that this is a really strong film. It's a great coming-of-age st- film. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, new to the website, uh, coming-of-age films are kind of like catnip to me. I really love them. There's this like, there's just this sense, especially now being past that age, I can look back and be like, man, well, in general, I'm like, man, I wish I would have done things kind of differently in my life, you know? Just to a, a-, a- treat my family or siblings better. Uh, especially for this film, because uh, it, if you go back and look at my review, I do have—I don't have a death. I don't have a family member who's deaf, but I have a family member who is visually impaired. Um, and I mean, as I put my review, like there are there are times in your life where you think that's more of a burden, and it, it's just how you grow out of that, how you become that better person, it, and it's. It's, it's, it's a very hard and difficult situation for everybody involved. And every person's going to deal with that differently and delicately, and it's, it's, it's hard. But I think that's another reason why this film spoke to me in different ways. Because I could see myself, I mean, right now even, like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, this, fam- I'm this, this family member's transportation, 
transportation system for the most part. Just because they're visually impaired, they can't drive, there's things that they can't do, and that's not the fault of her, that's just the cards that she was dealt with life. And it's, obviously she doesn't want, she doesn't want that. And, but she's making the best of it, and I think she's making the best of it now even more, because she's off, mostly on her own, figuring out how to deal with it and how she can figure out her life. And I think that's great. And I think that's where this film pushes things where you have all these different viewpoints coming in from the family members saying that, well, doing sign language, saying that this is what they would like to do. And they're all kind of at different points, but they come to this mesh at the end where they kind of make a common... They're all looking for a common goal, and they finally get to it, and it's just this really great heartwarming feeling at the end that you're left with and that's what you kind of want in a coming-of-age film i mean you want to see everybody grow you want to see them become that person who they want to be and that's what that's the best part of this film is it's not just ruby's coming of age it's the families coming to accept hey we have to do what's best for her and what's best for ourselves and i think that's something that's really moving for me and moving for a lot of people who see this Samantha, why don't you go with your thoughts on the coda? Because I know, uh, once again, we saw that. I would so. rather have Mike go first because I'm really curious as to what he has to say. Okay, Mike, you can take your shot at uh, this film. Uh, I was, I really enjoyed it. I think Amelia Jones did a fantastic job, like you said. Um, I got a little teary eye at the end because I was so proud. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a single pl- complaint I had with the movie. I, I know you, you told me your complaint when we watched it together, at least one of them, and. That's that's mine. It's something I'm willing to forgive and not really think about. It's just the throwaway line, as far as I'm concerned. But otherwise, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Maybe my best movie of the year so far. Probably. I can't think of a better one right now. In the heights, but um. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> definitely not. I like In the Heights, but this one definitely takes the cake. I'm sorry. It's fine. It can be in your top five. That's fine. Oh, Colda is in my top five. I mean, it's been in my no, top no, no, five. No, 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 no. In the Heights, in the top five. Oh, no, in the Heights is my number one. I don't think another film's coming out this year that's going to, you know. It'll, it'll be this year's Shazam, Shazam for you, okay? We'll let it slide this time. <laughs> I, I, Mike, I do I do have an actual complaint, but uh, speaking to your other complaint, I mean, that's, that's you, you just need that to get the story going. Like, you need that to get the story going to where it has to get to. Logistically, in the real world, yeah, that's a big problem for me. But for this movie, I'm buying it at that as I'm watching it. I do have a problem with the film, but we'll let Samantha go, and then I'll talk about my problem. I obviously adore this movie, and I think it's the best movie of the year so far. It makes me cry every time a little bit. I absolutely love both of her main interactions she has with her parents, because they each kind of have a scene. The brothers, I'm not so sure if that's my favorite, but I do really like her parents' interactions. And the, the I just think it's a really powerful film, and the, the dad is so funny. The, the dad's funny, but for uh, me, it's the, the father's interaction. That's the sweetest. That's, that, that's the one that makes me cry every that, time. That's the one that does definitely pull your heartstrings the most. Um, and I, I mean, once again, I, the first time I saw this, I can tell you, I, I had those tears coming. This time, I didn't have. No, I, I cried again. Okay, I knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I did like that. Uh, Another thing this film does need to be commended for is having actual deaf actors in mm-hmm. this film, because we have yeah. so many act, so many films out there that have 
actors playing ca uh, characters with disabilities, and they don't have those actual disability, so it doesn't feel authentic. Um, and this film, I mean, there's there's nothing in this film to me that doesn't feel authentic, other than my problem with the film. It's my, the audition scene. <laughs> it's not, well, that's what, well, that's what that's what we're talking about. I mean, the audition you were scene. were grumbling about that. I again. am grumbling about that. The audition scene. You need to get like. I don't know. I just let it go. That's, and... No, I, that's not even, that, that, I mean, that is a problem, but that's not my problem with the film. Okay, my I'm problem with the film, and I, I, I think I've come around to it. It's not as like in my face as it was when I first saw it at Sundance. Uh, my problem with the film is, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, so I apologize. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eugenio Debris, who plays uh, Bernardo. I can't. Bernardo. I can't roll my R's. Bernardo. I can't remember. Yeah, I know. I can't <laughs> roll my R's. So, uh, he plays the teacher. Yeah. And he's just so bombastic and over bombastic, bombastic and eccentric that he's kind of. And was, he's not derailing the film at all. But if I'm looking at a perfect film for the most part, which is I think this is. And you have that one actor who kind of is in a different movie, kind of on a different level playing field. And I get that he's a, like, a lot of his other films, he's been a comedian. He's been that kind of, you know, that exact character kind of like a film that most people probably didn't watch, A Door in the, the Lost City of Gold or whatever it's called, The Door of the Explorer movie. He's kind of playing that same character. Obviously a different character, but he's playing it like that bombastically. And I just, I, I don't know if this film needed that. I think it could have been a little bit, like I guess going back to my Ryan Reynolds thing, a little more toned it down because this feels like his character feels like the stereotypical indie film character. Like there's always somebody like this in an independent film. And I don't think that we needed that. This film has so many other great things going for it. I, I cannot stress how much I feel Emilio Jones has such potential to be next you know jennifer lawrence the next brie larson the next shanley woodley the next phenomenal actress to come out of these like sundance festival films i think that she has that potential uh, maybe not to you know headline a movie because sadly you need to have a name to headline a movie and she's not at that point yet but she has the building blocks to do that and i think that's something very exciting to be uh to, to potentially witness an actress just you know coming into her own and coming into like these great roles that she should hopefully be getting and we said that i believe i said that at the the, the festival how like she she for me is the standout of this film without her performance i mean obviously without her character this film doesn't work but but without that performance it feels authentic feels raw and you can just feel all those emotions that that character is supposed to have from emilio jones and i think that's spectacular there's so many performances that that come out uh and don't, don't feel that way uh I would also like, I don't know if I'd like to say that I feel like Miles is another kind of, he's kind of a cardboard, you just did it, you just shrugged. That's kind of my thought on him. And he was in a film that I really adored called Sing Street, where he plays the main character there. And he did phenomenal in that film. And he hasn't really worked since. And maybe that's just because he doesn't want to. But he's he's just kind of a shrug in this film. He's the other thing which I'd be like, eh, I mean, you're not the main character, obviously. You're the love interest, but there's 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 points where I'm like, man, I just a little more emotion in your face could have sold the movie a little bit better. So that that th those are the elements that make this not a perfect film for me. I did want Miles the brother did a great job. I gotta disagree with that because you notice him reacting to how they treated the uh, how they treated. Oh my god, Ruby, 
like in the background all the time. I don't know, I noticed at least. There's, 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 there's the two scenes, yeah, the, by the lockers at the beginning, and then the scene in the cafeteria. When they're eating dinner too together, he reacts to it. Yeah, he does it quite a bit. Maybe you should watch it again and pay more attention to him. Yeah, I'm just, let's watch I, it I've again. It yeah, I mean, I, I we have I'd Apple TV. I buy a TV. ticket to that train. What I was gonna say back to Jonathan about the teacher Bernardo. I feel like because he's so eccentric, it actually adds to some of the tension she has about going on this different path with this almost crazy person who demands she be on time or he's throwing a fit. You know, I feel like it does actually no. add a little bit of tension to that. You're, you're, you're mischaracterizing here. I don't think that him being, because once again, we were talking about this yesterday when we were watching the film. I went to art school. I, I know these like I know these people. Where if you are a second late, they're done with you completely. Like if you're late to a class, don't bother coming back because they won't let you in. Like I, that that's the that's where I grew up with my stuff. Like if you, if I'm late to a film set, it, uh, obviously if I, I I'm never an actor in a film set. I'm always like you know lighting or mostly lighting, sometimes sound and things like that. If I'm late. The whole production has to wait for me to show up. And if you have an actor there who's spending their time, they're going to be angry. And if they're angry, the whole entire rest of that shoot is hell. So I, I understand the whole, you have to be on time. I get that 100%. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just criticizing what I just, his mannerisms, just even the, some of the, the stories he tells, they're just so over the top. And while they're great, I just, I, I kind of wish... He's not a, like an eleven, like you know the, the suspense. I, I, I think yeah. we talk about this every episode. The the golden eleven, like I think he's at an eight, and if he just brought it down to like a five, I think that would be great. I'm not saying his performance is bad. I'm just saying it feels like it's in a different movie slightly. I think that you need to have that character. You need to have him push Ruby because no one, I mean nobody there is pushing Ruby. He's <laughs> the only one who's doing it that we see. I mean. Right. Could have other people doing it, but I, I guess her that. brother pushes her a little bit too. But I would say he did most. People, of people the... are pushing. I mean, what yeah. the family decides to do should be commended. I mean, that is definitely a hard position that Ruby is in, and nobody really seems to care. It's kind of a, even her best friend who disappears in the second half of this movie. I I don't really know why she's there. She's there for you know some funny lines every once in a while, I feel. She's not really there for much of a purpose, it she seems. She comes back at the end for that reason. She's not really, like... I would say it, but then it would spoil something. So. Apparently I'm, th- I'm, not, I'm not comprehending what you're talking about here. But, look, I, I think we all like the film. I'm not, I'm not saying the film's bad at any stretch. I think that we do have to slightly talk about my biggest aspect with the film, and it has nothing to do with the film itself. Why is this on Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called? Apple TV. Because Apple paid for it. Like every other reason anything's on any streaming platform. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get that Apple TV wants to have a big movie to... I mean, this is... Not their launch, but I, I'd say this is probably one of the biggest things that they've had to release. Uh, I mean, they technically had a Tom Hanks movie, but does anybody besides me know that they had a Tom Hanks movie? No. Yeah, yeah Mike did. Mike, you knew. Okay, mm-hmm. well, Samantha, I know a clue, but, but uh, I still haven't watched the Tom Hanks movie, and I don't have any like 
giant urge to do it. I, I, this is a film that if it was on something like Netflix, even Hulu, Amazon Prime, something that's already set up, so many people could see this film and see that the like stories like this are important and should be showcased. I don't understand. Like, I understand that they want something to launch to be the big thing to launch more people to their service. This is not that. They need to have, as much as I don't want to say something like, you know, a giant Ryan Reynolds movie, they need to have something with a big movie star to get people to pay $10 a month to their service. Especially when there's nothing on Apple TV+. Plus. So, like, why, why should I pay $10 for four shows? What I will say is I was trying to tell my mom to go see this movie because I know she would probably love it and I think it's great. She didn't even know Apple... Apple had a service. <laughs> so they're definitely not where they need to be to get this movie out. Yeah, so look, I don't know what Apple's going to do. I They don't have anything to like, put on there. I know they made a distribution deal, or not, maybe not distribution deal. They made a deal with A24, who's a film studio that I adore, but based on the people who I know that saw The Green Knight, I don't think a lot of people like adored A24 studio films. I love it. I'll check it out, but I, I don't think anyone else is that excited about that. Uh, it, it, it's even hard to find a theater that's playing this film right now. In, in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area, uh, you have to wait till next week to see the film in the theater. So it's doing the kind of the opposite thing in this market, at least, what um, Netflix does with their films, or even Annette, which is an Amazon Studios film. Like, if I wanted to go see Annette, I can go see that right now in the theater, or I'd have to wait till next week to watch it at the comfort of my home. So I, I just think it's kind of a weird backwards market that, uh, push that they're doing here. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think people are going to see this film. I think the hardcore like hardcore film people are going to see it, which is great. But I, I'm just... This isn't a film that should be forgotten to time. And I'm, I was worried that when Netflix paid $25 million for this film, that that's exactly what they did. They just put the grave up and said... Here it is. It had its great Sundance. Now let's all forget about it. We haven't officially done ratings for this film, though. Even though I'm pretty sure I know where everyone's at. But to be, you know, official here, we're going to do ratings. My ratings is see it. It's easily one of the best films of the year. Not for me the best, but one of the best. Uh, Amelia Jones has great potential to be one of the next big uh, starring actresses in dramas. I mean, I don't want to say dramas. I mean, give her an action movie. Give her things to you know, show her chops. See what else she can do. We know she can sing. We know she can act. Let's see if she can dance. I don't know. Put her in a musical. So really like the, her uh, the story is really moving. It's, you know, tugs at your heartstrings. It's doing everything a good coming-of-age story should do. You know, the beats are similar to other coming-of-age stories. But, you know, that's fine. I mean, every I don't know of a single teenager that didn't try to rebel against their family at some point in time. So... It's realistic to life. And if you have a problem with that, then I think <laughs> movies aren't the thing you should be watching right now because they reflect life. So definitely a see it for me, for Coda. Mike, you're ready. Uh, my rating's definitely a see it. Like I said, best movie of the year for me so far, at least. And I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Samantha. I gotta say, I was really tempted to say let it burn just to see everyone's reactions, but it's definitely a see it. I can't even joke about it. 
Um, I really love this movie. Number one for a while now. Probably will be number one later. <laughs> I love it so much. Would you all recommend people purchase a month subscription to Apple TV Plus to watch this movie? I mean, let's let's face it. It's, it's $10. That's basically the price of a movie ticket. Is there any way they can just buy a blu-ray or something of it and take it home i feel like that'd be the best think, solution it's just to buy a copy of the movie and have it so forever and just have it forever and like apple can do whatever they're gonna do see that's the thing i'm really worried about because as somebody who loves you know obviously loves physical media i, I mean yeah. the office right now that has over five buy it on voodoo six, or something yeah, but, that's not the same. That's not but the i'm same. just saying like i would rather just buy the movie than buy a month's subscription to watch it once but then obviously it's that's, that's not what Apple wants. I've already watched it three times this year, and I feel like I haven't watched that many new movies. So I I feel like that's saying something coming from me. I, I feel like I've watched a lot <laughs> a lot of new movies this year. Uh, I don't. I mean, yes, I, I would I would tell people, hey, spend the ten dollars uh, to get the to get the streaming service to watch this film. It's worth it. Uh, and then at the end of the day, you can watch other things on there. If you want to watch the morning show, watch that. If you want to watch the Jason Momoa C show, watch that. There's things to watch on there. I don't think there's anything worth talking about other than this. So, if this wants to be the you know the shining star of Apple TV Plus, I think it is that. I just we need people to get it. Like we need people to get this service. And I don't know, if, Samantha, you remember how much I was talking about HBO Max when that launched. And that had such a rocky start to it. And I thought that was a great service. There was so much great content on there. Sadly, Apple TV doesn't have that great content, but they have this one shining star. That's why I'm saying. Just pluck it out and let them fail if they're going to fail. I don't think we should have Coda go down with it, though. Apple has like $200 billion in cash. Apple TV is not going to fail. They can throw tons of money at it and make it better. Also, I'm looking at the list of things, though. There's plenty of interesting things. There's plenty of interesting things on there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They have that Ted Lasso uh, show. You mentioned that yesterday. And they have, I don't know how to pronounce it, Lizzie's story. J.J. Um, Abrams and Stephen King created it together, which stars Julianne Moore and Clive Owen. I haven't watched it yet, but it seems interesting. Yeah, look, J.J. Abrams. Um, there's a Tom Holland movie. So. Oh, Cherry. That's right. Cherry's on there. Oh, there's a Rose Byrne TV show. Oops, I closed many. Finch is coming out in a few months with another Tom Hanks movie. Killers of the Flower Moon's coming soon. Apparently, there's no address for that or date for that yet. Oh, that's the oh, that's Leonardo oh, that's, DiCaprio, that's, uh, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, I forgot about. Oh, uh, they have the Foundation TV series coming out soon, which might be good. Uh, seems to be some stuff on here. I don't. I'm not an Apple fan by any means, but I'm not sold. They're doing what they can. I mean, I, 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 the whole reason why Plus, I, Apple, we, Apple, like that I had access to it was because I bought a new iPhone. Uh, so, I think that was like I love my plus I love a, my iPhone. Don't love the Apple uh, plus a, service. So. Plus, with Apple's brand with everything else, they're not like Netflix. They're just trying to capture like a or have like a huge variety of things. Apple's more like bougie. They're like more higher end things. That's why you have only like three iPhones compared to like a ton of Android phones from different makers. Seems to be in brand. Um, to go along with Apple brand, it seems to be they're doing what they want to do. I just think I have a problem paying $10 a month for a service that doesn't have a lot on it. But anyway, uh, if you agree or disagree with any of our takes here on Coda or Apple TV+, Plus, you can always email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. We are going to take one last break, and then we'll be back to talk about our top five video game movies. Mm-hmm. 
Nice share, Ralph. As fellow bad guys, we've all felt what you're feeling, and we've come to terms with it. Really? Right here. I'm Zangief. I'm bad guy. Hi, Zangief. Hi, Zangief. I relate to you, Ralph. When I hit bottom, I was crushing man's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. <laughs> and I think, why do you have to be so bad, Zangief? Why can't you be more like good guy? Then I have moment of clarity. If Zangief is good guy, who'll crush man's skull like sparrow's egg between thighs? And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. Right. I'm sorry, I just, I, you lost me there. Zombie, bad guy. Hi, oh, zombie. Zangief saying, labels not make you happy. Good, bad. You must love you. Yeah, inside here. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, all right. I get you. I get. You. Watch out. It's dripping. Question, Ralph. We've been asking you to bat it on for years now, and tonight you, you finally show up. Why is that? I don't know. I just felt like coming. I mean, I suppose it has something to do with the fact that, uh, well, today is the 30th anniversary of my game. Happy anniversary, Ralph. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's subtine action. Got it. But here's the thing. All right, we are back to talk about our top five video game movies. And let me tell you, there's a lot of duds out there for video game movies. So hopefully we all have movies that are really great. I know I have some that are really great. Mike, you probably have some that I don't like, but you think are really great. <laughs> and Samantha, you... I've seen six. So the worst one is kicked off. That is exciting. Well, so... <laughs> that is so sarcastic. <laughs> I realized... Do you want to go first? I don't have my list up, so I'm just kind of stalling here uh, to pull it up. My number five is a film that is a reboot of a film series or a video game series. Uh, it's Tomb Raider, the one starring Alicia Vikander. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a, you know just a fun little adventure film. It's doing everything that I... I mean, I've never played a Lara Croft a Tomb Raider game. I've also never seen those original two films. But I like Alicia Vikander. I think that was a good film. Uh, and I think they're making a sequel at some point. Or maybe I just imagined that and... They're not making a sequel, but I, I think this film was a lot, a lot of fun. Once again, it's an adventure film, has some good action in it, doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's, it's doing you know what it sets out to do. So, number five, Tomb Raider. Mike, what's your number five? My number five is the Jean-Claude Van Damme Street Fighter movie, um, mainly because the fighting's pretty cool, and Rule Julia's performance is like over the top, but also fantastic um, at the same time. Definitely watch it if you get a chance. My number five is Sonic the Hedgehog, which is okay. Sonic is there. He does run fast, yes. <laughs> well, okay, my number four is Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? It is. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, if this film would have come out in, you know, the 1990s when Jim Carrey was everywhere Jim Carrey. I think that this film would have, like, done, like... I mean, it, it did well at the box office as it is. But, like, if it came out in, the, like, 1995, this would have done gangbusters at the box office. Uh, but I think that Ben Schwartz is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, he's not, like... 
I, I, I can't really tell you who I think the voice of Sonic is. I, that's not really who I pick uh, as the voice of Sonic, but he does a good enough job. I think for being a video game adaptation, it's, it's good. It's fun. Uh, some of the jokes, I mean, they're not my kind of jokes, but uh, I think they appeal to kids. And that really, this is more of a kids movie than, you know, Tomb Raider, which I just mentioned. So, uh, number four, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, my number four is the 1995 version of Mortal Kombat. It's super... The action's pretty cool. It's much better than a new Mortal Kombat movie. It hears at least more Mortal Kombat storylines, I guess. Doesn't make that new stupid character I didn't like. Uh, overall, I thought the, it was fantastic. It's a little cheesy, but I think mean, it's a video game movie. It's kind of what you get. My number four is Tomb Raider that John mentioned. I have played a Tomb Raider game, and I really love the game. And I thought the movie was an alright adaptation of it. I still like the game better, though. When you say you've played a Tomb Raider game, do you mean that you've played, like, the old ones? Because, like, they, no, re- they rebooted the series. one of the newer games. From my, from my understanding, like, it's a pretty much a beat-for-beat, like, storyline adaptation of the first game. I've, n- I've never the played it. The graphics are better at a minimum. Oh, I understand what you're saying. You're saying it's a remake of the movie, not it's the been, game. But I'm just saying yeah. that I've played a game of that. You just said it was an okay adaptation. That, that, that's yeah, because it's not... <laughs> is it because you're not actively playing as the character? I mean... <laughs> it's not... doesn't have the same feeling as it does when I'm playing the game. Is that better? I don't think anything's going to have the same like feeling that you get other than my... I don't know. Maybe One of my other ones kind of felt like the game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to be uh, determined yet, I guess. My number three... Spoiler alert, I've already talked about it slightly. Pokemon Detective Pikachu... I think it's uh, really, you know, I, I grew up playing the Pokemon card game, playing the, uh, Pokemon Blue, Red, Yellow. Grew up with those games and watching, you know, the the cartoon. So I think the the, the anime cartoon. Uh, thinking that that, that 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 so this was it was just a lot of fun. It just it felt I felt that nostalgic nostalgic feeling seeing a lot of these characters, a lot of these characters, a lot of these uh, Pokemon on the screen it felt great and i thought they actually kind of a lot of them looked cool i mean the animation on that that was pretty cool just you know ryan reynolds is miscast but let's just forget that and enjoy uh enjoy it for what it is so um my number three pokemon detective pikachu my number three is the 2018 tomb raider movie um you guys talked about it already alicia victander victander did i say that right you did excellent um does a great job it's great i really enjoyed it it was fun i watched it through hulu though and i hated all the commercial interruptions um, so I'm planning to watch it uh, without Hulu, or outside of Hulu. I'm sorry to say, Mike, but my number three is the new Mortal Kombat movie. Um, it's a pretty decent action movie. A lot, of, a lot of fighting. I like some of the, the fancy moves. Um, I will say that I don't necessarily have any connection to the characters beforehand, so I wasn't comparing it to the source material at all. So I feel like if they did something wrong or, you know, they had their catchphrases, that I I didn't connect the two, if that makes sense. I'm going to get flack now for my number two. Oh, no. My number two is Wreck-It Ralph. No flack. I could put that on here? Well... Guys, I, I've seen seven! I, I That would have totally replaced what? Sonic, at least. So, oh, I'm so sad. I, I guess didn't I was confused. I thought it was it. movies based off video games. So I, I, uh. I, 
made sure I looked at the list. Are you kidding me right And now? I said top five video game movies. I'm so and I jealous. Was like, I was like, well, you know, we're talking about Free Guy, which actually isn't a video game. Like, there's no video game called yeah. Free Guy. So I'm like, you know what? I can cheat here, and I can put on... Some... You said it's cheating. You said it right there. I can strategize here and put some good <laughs> movies on these lists instead of, like, all this drack. And I'm like, who wants to just, like... That would have been on my list. Gosh darn it, Jonathan. So, so number two, I mean, Wreck-It Ralph, I mean, has great cameos from, I mean, famous video game characters. Other, that's just an old top five. Uh, other than, you know, Mario, for some reason, who's not in here. But Bowser is, so that's great there. Um in the movie. It's, it's a really great, fun, just cute, lighthearted film. Really love it. Uh, Ralph and Vanellope, I mean, they're... They're just great characters. Uh, great representation of video games, especially classic arcade games. So my number two uh, has to be Wreck-It Ralph. All right, number two is Sonic the Hedgehog. I absolutely loved that movie. Uh, you can go back and listen to me talk about it, I think. We did it for a show, right? Uh, we you, we did not do it for a show, but you did talk about it, I believe, on your top five, of, uh, top ten of the year. I think you made that list. I swear we did it for a show. Anyway, um... Okay, anyway, it's fantastic. Um, Jim Carrey's great as the villain. Uh, the only, even like the plot, product placements were kind of annoying, but kind of entertaining at the same time with the Olive Garden joke running through it. Um, yeah, fantastic. Totally Fun forgot about the Olive Garden joke, but now I want to go to Olive Garden. That's why the joke's there because you want to go to Olive Garden. I, I'm, we're not going there for lunch. Oh, okay. Um, my number two is the one I watched for this top five, Warcraft. Um, this one I did play the game, and this is the one that I feel like some of the aspects of the game flow really nicely into the movie, with the different factions and the mounts and how the places look. Like, I feel like, I feel like that one does feel a little bit like the game, which I think is something that you would want in a video game movie, right? You want it, you want the person to think back to the game that they like, and... I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. You want you want them to capture the spirit of the game. Right. It's kind of like and this, I feel like they did that with of, this one. I, I I've never played a Warcraft movie. I'm mean, Warcraft movie, a Warcraft game, and I think I'm like the only person out there. Like I, I shouldn't say that. I'm the only person who's ever worked for Phenology who gave that movie a see it. So, but at the same time, I don't remember a thing about the movie. So. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. I, said, I really like the magic effects, by the I way. I think I wanted people to see it because I wanted... I think I told you this last night when you were, before you started it. I wanted people to see it so we could see an actual good movie next. And then Well, you said you happen. wanted the world to be built more, but the world is already built in the game. So they're just okay, taking well, a section of that. I don't play the game. So, uh, my number one it is just you know a pop culture dream, basically. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think that this is a... Fun... Another cheating? It's not cheating. It is another um, strategic move on my it's point. It's a comic book movie. Look, if I could put... Does the game come after the movie came out? There, oh, there is a game. You're right. There is a, there is an actual Scott You Pokemon didn't even game. think there was a game, Jonathan? Are I, you kidding me? I had to think about it in my head. I'm so offended This right is now. clearly not even... This does not even count. There I'm, was a Scott Pilgrim. It's called Scott Pilgrim, right the video game. So... Uh, which the is the only ad- reason I'll let it slide is because there's actually a game. If it was just the comics, I'd be like, nope, well, pick another movie. In that case, then- if we do that, though, 
if we allow this though, I could change my list to include pretty much any movie that came out in like the nineties because they always had like a tying game. And, 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 with like, that yeah, being, my <laughs> list is crap compared to what it could have been. Everybody, with that being Jonathan s- is cheating over here. With that being said, for Wreck It Ralph, they did actually make a Wreck It Ralph arcade game that you could play. Um, they did a whole bunch of D twenty three events that had the game added that you could go play it at. So I just would like to say that they did make an actual video game for that. Really cool. Uh, but it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I mean, it is just, you know, I mean, a great representation of fighting games. And there's a whole bunch of, you know, fun in jokes, fun sound effects. It's an Edgar Wright movie. So if you don't like, like, you know, fast paced jokes and I mean, things that you have to watch multiple times to understand everything going on, this, this won't be the film for you. But I mean, film came out in 2010. It's a cult classic at this point. A number one Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, since we're apparently uh, being playing fast and loose with the rules, I'm changing my number one to Independence Day. It made a, they made a video <laughs> game out of it. Uh, it's one of my great, favorite movies of all time. Uh, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, what more do you want out of the world? Independence Day, number one video game movie of all time. Boom. Um, what was what was your uh, math? Your turn. Your, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> nope. It's Independence Day. That's all you're gonna get out of me. Independence Day. <laughs> well. I'm going to keep my list to what I had it before, but I am personally offended um, with all this last second changing. This was not last second. Your last second too, Jonathan. Don't even fight me right now. Um, My number one that I started the podcast with and did not ruin any rules or cheat is Pokemon Detective, which we talked about. I like Pokemon a lot, and it was kind of cool to see them in a different light. I would also like to point out here, <laughs> this list that I have, I came up with two weeks ago. Two weeks ago you cheated? That's great. Once, once <laughs> we said, hey, th- these are the films for the entire month. And I was like, cool, let's come up with my top five. So if I, if I have to watch anything, I, you know, I can do my homework and watch things. Uh, I didn't have to watch anything. I had my top five. I was really happy with it. And I'm still I'm still happy with it. I, I think that if you talk about, hey, what's a great video game movie? I think that Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Racket Ralph are definitely in the conversation. However, if you would all like to tell me if I cheated or not, because they they think I cheated, I think I just strategized. I think Mike actively cheated with playing Independence nope. Day. Nope, nope, he's just doing what you did. I was following the rules you laid forth yeah. previously. I'm, I'm with I, Mike. That's all yeah. I was doing. I don't think there's any video game aspect. I just remember so many times me trying to add something to a list and you being like, nope, nope, that doesn't count. It doesn't follow the rules. And here you are. Exactly. Being like, the law doesn't apply to me. Um, incorrect. I, the, how, how, is, how is something like Wreck-It Ralph and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I mean, how are they not video game movies? They're not. That's why. I mean, Wreck-It Ralph Because actively, they weren't based off a video game. The video game was based the off The list them. is not called Top 5 Movies Based Off of Video Games. The list is called Top 5 Video Game Movies. I don't know. Someone can email us if they want to do the tiebreaker. Yeah. I mean, email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. Let us know if you thought I cheated or I was being strategic. I think I was being strategic. But obviously, um, the majority of the panel here does not feel the same way. They just uh, didn't come up with a superior list. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you just made I'm just saying today there. we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> Almost broke a plate. We're going to put that down there. All right. Anyway, uh, next week's show, we really don't have to go to the theaters. It's going to be kind of nice to not have to rush out to the theater to see anything. 
Um, we are going to be reviewing Reminiscence, which you know you could go to the theater to see, or it's also going to be streaming on HBO Max as part of that whole Warner Brothers HBO Max uh, day and date release schedule. Uh, we are taking a look at the Amazon Prime, or Amazon Prime, the Amazon Studios film Annette, which is going to be an Amazon Prime video, and one of the latest Netflix releases, Sweet Girl. Our top five, tying in with Annette, is top five Marion Cotillard movies. So we're going to have to brush up in some of our French, or in my case, learn some French to uh, check out some foreign films there. Well, you don't have to watch foreign films, obviously. I actually looked, and I have five films, so that's exciting, everybody. They're probably not. They're, like, they're not French, though. No, she, she, I mean, she's a French actress. So uh, excited to go check out some of the films. I mean, I've, I've watched some of them, obviously, but not all of them. So uh, I have some homework, which is nice. As always, check us out over at filmologyshow.com. It's where you can listen to past reviews of the show or check out written reviews all the way back to 2013. Follow us on social media, all Filmology Show, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Once again, Filmology Show. Once again, John Galarowitz, also known as John G over at filmologyshow.com. On today's episode, I was joined by Mike and Samantha. And that's going to be to it for this week's episode, guys. We'll see you next week and enjoy your weekend film. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.